Hey gang, Deddy here. Since this is a hot new movie currently only in theaters, we wanted to drop a little spoiler alert. In case you haven't been able to line up childcare to catch it in theaters yet, we tried to keep quiet about the major plot stuff this episode, but we do step into spoiler country a few times. So if that kind of stuff bothers you as much as it bothers some people, me for instance, Check out the episode description for the timestamps to skip past. Otherwise, enjoy the show. Look what I did. Welcome to Mummy and Daddy, the podcast where we discuss horror movies featuring children. Because parenting can be scary. And kids are definitely creepy. I'm Mummy. My name is Carol, and I'm a writer, a producer, and a toy you don't have to play with. I'm Daddy. My name is Josh, and I'm a music publisher, a podcaster, and a nosy neighbor. We are parents to a six-year-old named Wu and a five-year-old named Boo, and we love horror movies. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at MummyXDeadyPod. And remember to tell a friend about the show or leave us a review wherever you listen. We love to read them, and they help other creeps like you find the show. It's nice to meet you, Katie. Do you want to hang out? It's nice to meet you, Josh. Uh, just want to uh, make a quick note that Please. I, I I figured out what we should call our listeners. You did. Yes, and that is creeps. Because we ask you at the end of each episode to not be a creep and to get in touch. But precious few of you actually heed our plea (laughs) and um we love to hear from you so until you prove otherwise you will be creeps yeah and we see the numbers we creep around in the background also we know that you're listening and we know that you aren't reaching out as often as you might but we love seeing those reviews we love when people reply to our stories and stuff on instagram and so keep on creeping on (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, feel free to keep being creeps, but we do love it when you are not so creepy. So yeah, I was looking at our SoundCloud numbers and they just like shot way up last month. People listening Mm. all over the world. It's pretty wild. Like they're listeners in Germany and like South America and it's crazy. Oh Um, man, if any of our international listeners want to share with us what horror movies especially non-American ones, are creeping you out. Please share those with us. Um, also, just a quick moment for some listener mail. Love it. Head to the mailroom. This is what we're talking about. We need a, we need a drop for this, for, for going to the mailroom. Mail call! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, a while ago, back before the holidays, so it seems like forever ago, anything before... Uh, Boo's fifth birthday. I, I pretty much don't remember. Um, oh, it's a lifetime ago. <laughs> we got such a lovely uh, email from non creepy creep, um, Jess Rosen. Just want to shout out yeah. our, our listener for for uh, writing to us. And um, 
she uh was saying that she wanted to use our referral link for YNAB. Oh, we love that. Yeah, so I'm going to make that easier to find on our website. I'll just put it somewhere on the front page um, so that anybody who wants to get their budgeting together in the new year, that was one of your goals, you can use, you need a budget. Um, yeah. Yeah, but thank you so much. Um, it, I, I could not believe how it brightened my day to get that email from her. So, did she say where what episode we talked about it in? Um, she didn't, but I keep very shoddy notes, um, <laughs> and I do at least track our scary good stuff segment, which is uh, which was for episode eight when we did Amityville Ooh. horror. Um, just Amityville less. We. Probably talk about it all the time, though. Let's face it. We're... That may be so. Prostatizers. That's just a word I don't say out loud very often. Um, Yeah. So that that was it for the mailroom. I just wanted to say (laughs) how grateful we are when people are not creepy. Um, So reach out. Uh, Josh, how are you? Oh, me? I'm pretty good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling some new year, new you kind of energy. By you, I mean me. And (laughs) (laughs) what what should I change? (laughs) Uh, That would be so funny if that's yeah. I'm feeling some new you energy, and what I'd like to see is uh, let's try a new hair color. And okay, that's fine. Um, I'm yeah, I'm feeling pretty nice. Had very pleasant. I felt like restful holidays. We stayed very put, and um. Very put. And Aunt Vic eventually made her way here. We had a glorious and chill New Year's of wine pairings and food pairings and partied with Aunt Donna and Aunt Vic. And it was just, uh, it was it was just, we are vibing. And then I had the week off afterwards. We yeah. went to the movies twice. Yes. <laughs> Two times. We put our kids in winter camp just to go to the movies. We did. And fun. to clear out our our storage space yeah we're we're grown-ups we're parents we're i'm almost 40 you are 40 yeah that's what you do um we did we saw babylon that's right for an entire day babylon basically can't wait for the fifth one uh, <laughs> it really takes a turn there is it gonna be like the five the the second b is a five in babylon five that's exactly right okay. uh <laughs> <laughs> And that movie was so silly. But then we saw Megan. Oh, boy, did we. I don't usually say Megan. I say Megan. Megan. A lot of people say Megan. Megan? But this, the three makes me want to say pronounce- Megan? The Fagans? <laughs> <laughs> the Reagans? <laughs> Who's saying Megan? Megan? I think it's like a bagel bagel kind of thing. Oh. Megan. Megan. People say Megan. or Megan. 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 As I a say, brother of a Megan, it's a Megan. I say that, but guys, we'll do a poll on Instagram with a with an audio note. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> I don't know if you can do that. Megan. Megan. Megan, yeah. Do I don't know. But this anyway, movie's called it, M3gan anyway. M3gan. I well, yeah, that's why I keep stumbling over. I feel like I'm pronouncing it differently than my dear friends, Megan's. Um 
And then we saw, yes, we did see this. Uh, and that was so good to do, to go to the movies. We used our free guest passes. <laughs> yes. Let's not bury the lead here. Not only did we go to the movies, we did it twice for free. We did. I mean, we we did spend the hundreds of dollars to put our kids in camp. But that's right. But we're chipping away at that. We didn't buy any concessions, so they didn't get shit out of us. No, we even tried to bring Phil's coffee in and they said no when we saw Babylon, which is insane because yes. when we saw Megan, Maythregan, we, Maythregan, we sat next, we were in a room, a room full of, of Chick-fil-A. Of Chick-fil-A. <laughs> we were yeah. just in, we were basically, we were, may as well have been in a chick-fil-a yes like people what <laughs> the problem here is it was nine thirty in the morning for our screening of babylon and we were like the only people there were two other single human beings in the theater that's right and i think it's just because we got an employee who was there fresh ready to enforce the rules really wanted to start the day off punishing us even though it's nine thirty in the morning, and I don't think they sell coffee. That, well, that's what I was going to say. If you sold coffee, then you could say I can't bring my coffee in. Right. I'm not coming in with a fountain coke, even though the Chick Fil A people <laughs> brought in a garbage bag full of Chick Fil A, and certainly there were some sodas in there. <laughs> we will we will expound upon our our audience for Megan. Oh yeah. In in the moments to follow. Um, God bless them, one yes. and all. I, I will say I did want to pull some new um, Nicole Kidman, Why We Love the Movies, AMC intro videos from Bab- Babylon Audio, but I didn't have the capabilities. Oh, my gosh. Um, when it's streaming, you really should. Gosh, that's so funny. That's that's great, Josh. Thank you. No one's seen Babylon, though. No one who's who has children has seen that movie because it is over three hours long and not good. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. It's not like people are people know it's not good. You know, it's not like it's getting great reviews. So you're going to rush out to see this three hour movie no. and pay a babysitter for five hours so you can get to the theater and come back. <laughs> like, the, what? It's just not going to happen. However, I will say, I know it's not appropriate for this podcast to be talking about Babylon too much. But it was fun in the theaters, and even worse, I truly cannot imagine getting through it not in the theater. Right. Whereas, Megan, you can watch any time, any day. I stand by that. Agreed. Big screen, small screen. Whatever you're feeling. (laughs) You can watch it on your phone. You'd have a great time. I think that's right. I watch stuff on my phone. I know people don't approve. Mm, I do. Uh, (sighs) how, How are... I'm also, no, I'm bearing the lead here again. All these dog leashes just under the ground because of me. Um, clip that, send it to the police. Um, <laughs> I is I have been committing to working out at least twice a week in a non-disc golf capacity, two weeks into the new year, and I'm there. It's happening. New yeah. year, new you. By you, I mean me. I'm very happy for you. Thank you. Um, How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I I started the day out um, weeping for a long time. Mm. Uh, I wept, and then I texted. I texted some other people who were also weeping. Why Uh, was everybody crying? Um. 
because no, we were weeping. It's a difference. Fair. It's where your face is in one position and the tears are streaming down your face and you're you're kind of doing like a silent a silent scream. Um <laughs> that's a good description of weeping. Yeah. Um because I was listening to your episode on the One Sure Thing podcast, which just came out. I believe it is episode four, yes. A New Hope. Um, <laughs> it's not very hopeful. No. It's pretty, it's pretty sad. But it was a wonderful episode of tape. You got to go listen to it. It's just wonderful. Our friend Elizabeth Lame hosts this new podcast about death and dying. She is Roro's wife, so T-Bash fans and friends you yes. all know you all know these people we're all just in this podcast world family together truly um and if you happened over here because of that episode thanks for joining us we hope you enjoyed oh my gosh Megan. oh my gosh we get that that sweet sweet shout out i love a shout out i'm always trying to get one that's true that's um, why she made me do this <laughs> anyway josh was talking about Uncle Matt and his passing and it was so beautiful and I was so tired from weeping that I had an afternoon cup of coffee also in anticipation of recording tonight so we could stay up and have energy and even though dinner time was you know harrowing harrowing experience putting the kids to bed we also ate pasta for dinner all of that aside I still feel uh, like I have energy which is nice because the kids went back one of our children went back to school this week so we've been getting up at school time again Oh, it's the so kids difficult. have just gotten into this nice groove of waking up between 7.30 and 8 and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just in time for us incredible mm-hmm. I know everybody is right here with us who has school age kids it's so brutal um, but then yeah Wu had strep throat this week so um he will be going back to school tomorrow yeah. all to say I, I i started at a deficit of energy and i'm 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 feeling great i'm very glad to hear it and thank you for listening to the episode it was really lovely it was a great way to start the day and i and it was yeah it's always good to talk about and i hope people do enjoy that and listen to it and it was recorded over the summer, which is wild to think about. So I don't even know what's next for that, that what Elizabeth has in yeah. store. It's before the memorial. So I wasn't even talking about that and signs and everything else that she whoa, asked about. Whoa. Yeah. So that's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really, it really. Oh my gosh. I is. feel like, well, I mean, hopefully that podcast goes on for a long time and um, you never know. You could chime in with an addendum yeah more stuff because i mean there's more stuff all the time it was so pleasant to do it was really cathartic in a way and it was fun i i'm glad i have it as a record and like recording even though it was a year plus after he passed to you know to to put it down in podcast form was very helpful and i'm grateful for that too so um well it is a testament to you and Elizabeth's skills on the in the podcast form, but also, um, yeah, I'm just amazed. And I said this many times today to 
various people uh, who would also listen to it. But I'm just truly amazed at how you can speak about it, about your brother passing away, and how it's eloquent isn't the word because it's too serious. Like you just have a way of talking about it that is so powerful and also so funny and like keeps everything, you know, I'm sure people who were listening to that episode and who didn't know Matt, which is most people, um, true. could listen to it and not cry or cry, you know, because you, yeah, you, you have such, um, yeah, powerful insights, really powerful. And I'm so, so glad that you were able to speak about it because writing about it is not the same. And so few people were actually there during that time of when Matt was sick because of COVID mm-hmm. and like got to really witness and hear him and and how you and he and Victoria and so many of your other family members um, coped with everything. And uh, it's really hard to explain to people. Uh, it's impossible for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's impossible for me to explain it. But um, yeah, it's it's just so important because it was uh, a really special guy. And there was a really... <laughs> uniquely tragic circumstance um and the way that you and victoria and matt all coped with it was so powerful and i just i'm so glad that you had an opportunity to share it with people thank you yeah he was instructive in that and that's really it it's really uh, that's the thing i always come back to you can give yourself a little credit Josh. I, i will i will but you know it's yeah, and it still sucks. It's still hard. Yeah. It's awful. It's, and it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, but the, yeah, there are gifts within it, too. And so I'm grateful to be given the opportunity to talk about it in a more public forum. It's helpful to kind of codify some of my thoughts. And, of course, I wish I wrote more down before I started <laughs> the interview with her. But it, I'm I'm very happy with um the way it turned out like I said to have a just like a record of it and to talk about it with someone else who's experienced so much loss was also really um so helpful because Elizabeth is so funny too Mm -hmm. and it was just a great like it was a very it was a very welcoming room to do that yeah so yeah crazy start to the day and now we're fast forwarding to Friday the 13th Yes, the rain has passed. The weeping is done for now, for today. <laughs> we can weep again tomorrow. Uh, just want to point out that um, I cry so much that Wu literally does not ask me what's wrong. Like, I think I mm-hmm. might be raising a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, he was homesick and I'm full on just like, weeping and like <laughs> trying not to be dramatic about it. I kept like leave like leaving the room mm-hmm. if I was in there with him. But like I came over and I had like tears and he just was like, 
just like didn't even clock it it was pretty incredible oh you don't think he even noticed or like he kind of looked through it he wasn't really yeah absorbing it or being he wasn't like rolling his eyes but no 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 he just was like that's mom sometimes mom has tears on her face (laughs) sometimes her face gets wet a lot yes (laughs) i don't know (laughs) so any who's okay so joshua yes i'm gonna read you what this movie megan is about would you like that i would love that yes okay i would love that good so um shockingly we don't have much to choose from as far as recaps go but i will move i will i will read the one that is from megan movie oh an official account i guess so yeah but it is credited to megan movie so claudio carvalho did you click on it to see if they've (laughs) done other reviews oh no i'm just curious if they make the rounds no just just the one okay only Gave it a 6.7, so that's weird. Uh, really? Yes. <laughs> wow. Not even 6.9 to be funny. No. Now, I think before you actually read the recap, I will just set this up. Since this is a theatrical release that's currently in theaters nationwide, possibly even taking the nation by storm. Um, Maybe there's too many actual storms for a movie to do that. But I think... <laughs> Too many bomb cyclones. (laughs) I wanted to make clear, especially if it's your first time joining us, or if you're a long time creep, you got to know that we're not, this will be different than other episodes. And we're going to do our best not to spoil too much. Because if you haven't seen it and you plan to, especially since most of you are parents listening, and we know how hard it is to get to the movies, this is not streaming anywhere right now. If, we're going to try to keep the spoilers to a minimum and talk about stuff that's uh, more general and we will, um, and we'll kind of take it from there. So without further ado. Well, you know, you have a very strict line about spoilers. So, you know, if you were listening, you would never listen to this podcast. So that's right. I wouldn't even be listening. No, that's right. So if you're here to learn spoilers about it, text me i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i just mean like if i talk about like the use of coasters which i will Mm -hmm. um oh like you would probably be like oh i didn't want to know about the coasters Ah, now i know about them just waiting this whole movie for coasters (laughs) it's true i straight up wouldn't listen i would have listened to about here in the podcast if i was listening to this show and then i would have shut it off yeah just any fear of spoilers but yes go ahead with this recap let's hit it all right When Gemma suddenly becomes the caretaker of her orphaned eight-year-old niece, Katie, Gemma's unsure and unprepared to be a parent. Under intense pressure at work, Gemma decides to pair her Megan prototype with Katie in an attempt to resolve both problems, a decision that will have unimaginable consequences. I can imagine quite a bit. Yeah, I I think... We all imagine them, and that's kind of the fun of going to see this movie. Is, <laughs> um, it's funny how they don't really talk about like they don't 
introduce what Megan is at all in that. It's a great point. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the 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 log line here is a robotics engineer at a toy company builds a lifelike doll that begins to take on a life of its own. So yeah. so yeah, I mean, we're basically talking about AI Chucky here, right? And once again, if you couldn't have imagined that on your own, maybe the movies aren't for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are probably because then you would always be surprised Holy at shit. anything Could you that happens. That world, Babylon. They would love Babylon. That's true. You have no idea what's coming down <laughs> those stairs at any time. Um, oh boy and would that rekindle your love for old Hollywood because you'd be like I've never seen any of those movies it's unimaginable um, yeah also just want to point out one thing from mm-hmm. reading about this movie is that Katie is C-A-D-Y C-A-D-Y okay do you have any theories as to why Oh, is she also a cyborg? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, is she a Y? Is she, uh, is she, no, is, does, is Katie an acronym? Like how um, Megan is that's model? What I, f- yeah, that's what I was saying. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like that's, she's your, also a robot. But do you, I mean, I guess I'm saying it maybe that she's not a robot, but does it, does it, <laughs> Does it stand for something? All right. No, no, no. That's not what I'm trying to ask. What I'm trying to ask is, is... Is her name an abbreviation? Or is yeah. it meaning... Is, is, is it, it meaningful? Is it meaningful? No, like in the way so. that, uh, you know, writers will do. I think that everybody watching that movie assumes that her name is Katie. Correct. And I, I mean, maybe at some point she's called Cadence or something. Anyway. Mm, our girl Cadence. <sighs> um... So, Josh, did this movie scare you? No. Carol, did it scare you? No, it didn't scare me, but it was so much fun to it watch. It was. Yeah. It, it wasn't, you know, that's really not not the point. And you know that from the very first scene, which is an advertisement for uh this, you know, pet like a like a uh, like a Furby. A Furby. Yeah. What's it called? It's a... I can tell you what it's called. A perpetual pet. A perpetual pet. From Funky Toys. <clears throat> yeah, so that sets the tone and you ju- you know you're just like in for dark humor and very... Si- yeah. Like just just silliness. It's so, Well, not silliness. Just a fun... I had like Scream vibes. Even though Scream was scary yeah, at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially with the drew barrymore part i remember being very scared by that but now watching it it's like so funny right scream opens and closes really scarily Mm -hmm. those are moments of fear but i think that yeah there's so much yeah so much light in the middle i yeah this one i agree and i would also like to point out that a perpetual pet is actually not like a furby it's a lot like a magic mixie (laughs) oh my god i did not even think about that my first note okay tell the audience why don't you well a magic mixie for those of you who don't know was apparently the toy of the holiday season this year and boo got one for his birthday 
from Aunt Megan, and he didn't know what it was. I mean, it's a prime toy for Boo. He loves cute stuff, and he also loves robots and mystery. It's it's a big crystal ball that you, and it comes with a wand, and you do a series of motions. It fills with noxious gas <laughs> and uh, swirls around, and then up from underneath, so you, you can't see, I'm spoiling it, it comes a magic mixie, which is like a little Furby type creature, <laughs> who yeah. you can use kind of like, almost more like um, a a robotic magic eight ball. Like you can ask it questions and there are some other games and stuff you can play with yeah, it. Yeah. Um, it will tell you to stop tickling it, right? Yeah. So you, you can tickle it and after like four or five times, it'll say, eh, and it'll give you like a red, a gem of the red gem will light up on its head and it'll be like, eh, no, you know, and then you, you have to stop, which is so great. Oh, my God. Progress. Progress. And I say this as someone, my dad's best friend. Oh, my when God. I was what are youth, we about to hear? Jesus Christ. Invented Tickle Me Elmo. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's right. And yeah. he didn't get any credit for it. Or that's any, that's right. He any didn't get money. any. More importantly, yeah, any royalties. He, were, he was an independent toy designer mm. and he sold the tech to Mattel for, I'm sure it was a solid fee but didn't know it was going to be like a weird game changer mm. of a toy and instead something about his like travel around that time ended up getting him interviewed as a suspect in the unibomber case yeah <laughs> it turns out he was the unibomber <laughs> the unibomber i should have just said the unibomber invented tickle me elmo i don't know why well has, has he been cleared of all charges or what uh oh no no he's in prison <laughs> no i mean yeah he was sure cleared. we're sure okay we're sure. we're sure all right fine um yeah the one they got wasn't a copycat okay <laughs> so yeah magic mixie wow yeah that, a funky perpetual pet apparently you can like refill it and and like do it again. I have mm-hmm. like more mixy juice or whatever. That's right. Um, but I I'm afraid of it. It's more just like smoke. It's fog machine yeah, filler. I know. I'm just scared. I'm scared of the mixy. Uh, did you? I have a question about perpetual pets before we move on. Mm-hmm. Did you? If we even want to move on, <laughs> did you? The idea of a perpetual pet was that if your dog dies. You can get a perpetual pet. No, that's just in the commercial. They're like, this pet, this is a pet that will never die. So why bother with a pet? I I think it's funny. I think while I was watching it, I kept expecting it to be a thing. I think because I thought that the setup for Megan was going to be like, this is like a human soul inside this AI doll. I thought perpetual pet technology was oh. like your dog died well guess what we've remade it as a perpetual oh. pet and and it's you know but in, in the, spoiler alert i'll wait it doesn't happen <laughs> yeah no that was just your brain just my brain okay um, <laughs> so all right i feel like in the interest of trying to keep it general i feel like we should just um we should talk about the best and worst parenting moments in this movie Um, but i think we need to do a little bit more 
a setup so people know what we're talking about because like if you really don't want to see this movie and you just want to listen to us talk about it um yeah so it says like i said um katie is an orphan because her parents die in a car accident in the snow they hit a snowplow a snowplow hits them that's right and they the the family has been fighting in the car about katie's screen time use Mm -hmm. she's like on her her tablet the perpetual pet links to the tablet so instead of getting her normal 30 minutes of screen time the perpetual pet is making it so she's always looking at her tablet Mm -hmm. yeah and so that scene was highly relatable oh my god yeah that is my second note no third note okay well great it is yeah it was i feel like it was pretty triggering they nailed it they Mm -hmm. nailed like the argument about screen time limits and kids playing in the car and like not listening to you she unbuckles her seatbelt at one point which is terrifying um right to get the the perpetual pet that's dropped on the floor right and i believe i talked about in the last episode how boo was like threatening to jump out of the car yes you know and um so that was like fresh on my mind um and uh it's yeah it's just very tragic how how they die i i was also thinking about how every parent you know you got to keep that will that trust all those documents you got to do them keep them up to date you never Ooh. know you never know whether that that snowplow was coming for you yes i really was like i have to there were there's a few things I have to do with that stuff, um, and I need to do it because you just never know. You don't in this instance. Well, of course you do know. They did know that they shouldn't have been driving up the snowy mountain in a two wheel drive vehicle without chains. <sighs> yeah, you know they were not great at. They, they I don't know how they were as parents, but they at least were not a great looking married couple that's for sure yeah wow (laughs) they were not i mean they were bad they were they were like arguing in a way oh i thought you meant physically they were not an attractive couple no 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 no, no. um you're right they were arguing a lot and i thought um one thing that i did love that i thought was like a like a funny i don't i don't relate to it in particular but some people might know but is they they start arguing about the tire chains and one of them says like it's like well we are, why don't we have chains and i think yeah maybe the man looks at the, at the wife and says he says he's like don't pretend that you don't that we didn't just learn about this five minutes yeah, ago. yeah we together. both just learned about this of why are you yelling at me about it kind of thing i was like that is pretty great because i do think that is something that like a lot of couples are are guilty of it's like just trying to take the high ground for no reason. And you're like, wait, let's. Right. Like, who are you earning points with in this situation? Like, we just, we're learning together. Like, let's move. Let's uh, try to move forward together here, too. And that's, I think, is, uh, was a, <laughs> it does make you feel a little bit less, um, 
I don't know. It was a good balance, I thought, of like feeling bad for them because it's a tragic situation. You don't know much about them, um, but giving it enough depth that you're like, these are real people. This is like a real family that deserves a, you know, to be mourned and a story. And they were good enough parents that like that scene sets them up as good enough parents who are like trying. Yes. They were concerned with her safety and well-being. Yeah. That then when Allison Williams, Gemma takes over as aunt turned mom, she seems real shitty. Oh, yeah. Real shitty. Um, so when, when we talk about, when I'm talking about like best and worst parenting moves, I'm, I, my notes are on Gemma's parenting to Katie. Okay. Yeah. I can follow that. Yeah. Um, because yeah, real parents kick it pretty quickly. Um, but that's all in (laughs) the trailer. So I don't feel bad about that. That's not a spoiler. Um, all right, so what did you think was the worst parenting move, Josh? Um, I Well, I'm going to give two because my initial one that I wrote down because it was really stressing me out is Gemma working in the garage with headphones on. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's one part part where like she does hear Katie scream and I'm like, yeah, except you wouldn't. That's right. It's like you didn't hear all the other stuff before that. You wouldn't actually hear her scream either. She also, spoiler alert, lives in a one-story ranch house. And so it's a long space. And so she's probably quite far away. Don't say spoiler alert on this one unless you mean it. I won't. Okay, fine. Um, And I think that one was, that one really stressed me out in the moment. Um, The other one. You spend a lot of time in headphones. I do. That's true. We're on both under headphones right now. And I was going to say what was so bad about. But they're not noise canceling headphones. That's right. And hers almost definitely were. They looked like they were. We're also a wall away from where our children are sleeping. They're not like out playing. We would never do this while they're outside. No. (laughs) And. God, um, no. And. Because Gemma was alone. I think that was the part. And so was Katie. Like there's yeah. no human to help or intercede if something's going on or come get her. There's no protocol for that. And so I, th- I thought that was like the outright worst. But there was one other one that I wanted to mention is that when when Katie first arrives, the room's not set up for her. And that's a forgivable a thing. You don't know. If you don't have a kid, you don't necessarily know what they need or where you're going to put them. And it might not seem weird to have your Peloton in the same room that they're going to sleep in until you see the kid in the room. Right. Right. That's a reasonable thing. I thought it was interesting, too, with that room set up because, like, Katie is just old enough Mm -hmm. where you're not really thinking, like, oh, I need to, like, have her toys right like she's i feel like on that of course she has toys right but you're not thinking yeah she's yeah she's supposed to be eight i guess she's about eight yeah she seemed a little bit older but yeah eight i can imagine you just like not knowing yes you know like that was believable to me of her like not really thinking like oh i need to like get you all your like stuffies that's right now so I'm fine with that. What bothers me is then once she gets the room set up, a.k.a. once Megan is in the picture, 
and the room is now officially Katie's room. Mm-hmm. The only other non-Megan toys that we see in the room are a pogo stick and a hula hoop. Really? I did not catch that. <laughs> and so all I want to know is you are a toy designer. You could get this kid anything well, besides the fact that that she is wealthy without question. Yes. Um I, she, I was just going to say the whole point of Megan is that you don't need another do- another toy. That's may- like what they're what they're selling. But yes, I agree. Go ahead. Right. And so with that in mind that they didn't there was no scene of them I this movie would have been fantastic with a montage of them shopping. It would have fit I think like the flow to have like a weird, you know, wake me up before you go go soundtrack mm-hmm. uh them on a shopping spree that's buying true. toys and that's true outfits and, and stuff and her just being like i've got money we can throw money at this problem because that's kind of like ultimately what gets done but that's the tr- fact that it was a pogo stick true. and a hula hoop is quite that's bullshit so funny <laughs> i wonder what that's all about um, it's wild it's like an alien set design that room like yeah. if we're just gonna not address it because it's those are neither of those toys have been popular in 40 years and were invented 60 years ago so and a a pogo stick. I mean, a hula hoop is fun. A hula hoop is still That's fun. fine. Kind of an outside toy. But it's a imaginative play based toy where you can like it's like a it's like a scarf. You know, you can make it all the different things you want it to be. Mm-hmm. It's not. I don't know. I'm sure there's a. I'm sure there's a Molson Doug word for that. Oh yeah. Probably. Even their toys are too instructive. I feel like. Oh right, where you like you determine what. Yeah. Play is your Aunt not... Monica knows the word for these toys. Right. She's gonna tell me later, so that's great. Um but a pogo stick is like a death trap. That's right. They're yeah. heavy. I used to have one as a kid and I know. we got it from somebody How you else. You hurt your head. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> they never told me. I just woke up. That's why we can't go through the airport screaming. <laughs> Boing. I have to bounce through it. Um I Pogo sticks suck. They're not fun. It's an inefficient toy. A toy designer would understand that it is a badly made toy, and it also has no place in a child's room. It it's belongs in a garage. Um, Are you sure it was a pogo stick? Oh, without a doubt. Oh, my God. You know, okay. Okay, here's the thing, though. All right. In defense of the pogo stick. That's the name of this episode, yes. <laughs> Okay, so I had to spend a lot of my childhood at my grandparents' house. My grandparents' house had no toys mm-hmm. that we could play with. There were toys there. My my grandmother had dolls that she made clothes for because um, wow. she was an incredible seamstress. And um, toy designer, it sounds like. <laughs> these... Uh, these dolls were up high. They were in plastic shells. We could not even touch them. Uh, we had n- like literally no toys there. And I remember having to, so we went there after school. Before I went there before school and after school. There were also some summer days where I had to be there. <laughs> you can tell I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun. And- had to be there. You had to be there. This is also the place that had the, the the Pittsburgh toilet. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what that's called. 
um, that I think we've talked about before on the show. Yeah, it was in the Black Phone episode. We right. Talked about that. <laughs> so there was one thing at my grandparents' house that was really fun to play with. Yeah. And it was quite pogo stick esque. It was less fun than a pogo stick and a regular stick. Probably- <laughs> probably uh just as dangerous Mm. okay if you picture this wasn't this is an old-timey exercise device okay oh okay all right before before the thigh master had even been a twinkle in anyone's (laughs) thigh (laughs) (laughs) okay so picture these are like two bike pedals but right next to each other okay and there's straps to put your foot in Mm -hmm. so there's just the one the one thin pedal line and then the strap to put your foot in coming up from the middle of that pogo stick-esque like was a very tightly 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 wound spring oh i know this thing and then there's handles like a pogo stick yes and then you pull it's like a it's like a it's like a travel rowing machine you pull and you just are i guess you're working your core I'm doing the motion here, like but nobody this. can see me. Um, You're doing great. Good form. I God, I remember this thing so vividly and viscerally. Like I can hear the sound that, it, like, as I was doing that, like, I I remember a few things as much as this as exercise. Yes. Are you looking up the I've name? I've got of it? it. You can What's buy one now. You get it for seventeen dollars uh, on Amazon. Christmas has already passed, Aunt Monica. I'm sorry. Um, There's always next year. It's a. I mean, Aunt Monica it, experienced this with me. So it's just it seems to be just called an exercise spring. Um, <laughs> why? Why do any more work than you need to put that work into your exercise regime instead of the naming of things? It's yeah, an exercise spring. You're need, right. Why would we need to? Sp- why do we need to spend the the cows thinking of yes. anything more than that? We've got all that we need here. Um Okay, this one's much more old timey, but yeah, it's just a resistance, mm, resistance spring, resistance spring. We'll call so it. So I have to say that entertained the shit out of me when I was a kid, <laughs> uh, and, I, and I have a great, I have a great core. You got ripped. as well. Yeah, <laughs> I've always had a six pack. <laughs> and I, oh my god! See, my unfortunately, my grandparents were hoarders, so like they just basically all of their stuff got tossed when they mm. passed away or when they moved out of these houses you know so but man i would have loved the resistance spring oh yeah that one would have been all like rusted and perfect you mean perfect that's yeah <laughs> noisy as hell you cannot cannot exercise uh uh without everyone knowing it with that thing so anyway <sighs> um okay i hear you mm-hmm. and i see you thank you Dolores and Mariano. Um, so the thing about the the shopping montage, though, I just want to say, maybe because you can't, like, I'm just trying to think of, like, clearing all these toys. It'd be so hard to, like, shoot it. You're right. On a Blumhouse budget, they would never you do cannot it. You cannot do, I, I just don't think you can do it. Um, but I agree that would have been good if, I bet, I bet it just like got cut because it seems like almost like it was a scene in some draft, you know, like right. it's such a 
such a stepping stone of a such a formulaic plot like this like mm-hmm. it's so this this movie is just so fun because you know exactly what's going to happen in most scenes and um or at least you yeah you know the you know the vibe so well that you're just like having a blast um yes what about you what was the for you what was the worst parenting moment okay so besides letting katie play with megan because that's it right that is the worst yeah, that's parenting, the worst yeah the that's worst the worst parenting move is having your own niece who is experiencing profound grief untold trauma physical emotional i mean she was in the car she was in the car and she it was her fault i mean (laughs) i mean it's not not her fault what happened (laughs) okay she wasn't part of the solution i'll say that um but she so she lets this this person have not just access but like full unbridled access to a prototype Uh um that's that's messed up an advanced ai prototype not just like oh we'll see what this thing can do right not not even not even a impenetrable pet or whatever it is Um, right the the previous model a perpetual pet got it it. a the previous model exploded yeah so Yeah, and so that was that was rude and crude with attitude. Absolutely. Um it was sort of beyond the leading plot point. Was there anything Yeah, that- I also just want to say I feel like now might be a good time to talk about how I feel like you and I looked at each other in the theater and we were like I can't believe how much this movie's about grief. Um yeah. So, I guess I you know what I'll, we can talk about that later. But the because I feel like it it plays into the best parenting move. Mm. Um, so yeah, this person experiencing so much grief, but the the it, her her expectations of Katie mm-hmm. are so just so high even for a kid who wasn't experiencing all this. Right. And I think that <laughs> it all it all can be summarized in the coasters. Talk about the coasters. So you you're so rich, you know, as Gemma. So rich. And and so alone. Yeah. So very no alone. friends. No love interests. Nobody's coming over. Yeah. Mean to your neighbor who's so nice, by the way. Your coworkers seem lukewarm on you at best. Yeah. They're not friends. And you have a dining room table that like even I can tell is not going to be water stained. It would be like me Mm -hmm. insisting that everyone use coasters on our dining room table, which is not a surface that needs coasters like it's it was just so so uh irrational how Mm -hmm. she it felt like she was specifically putting up a wall 
um, between her and and Katie and like the coaster thing then becomes this thing that then like Megan is correcting and then not correcting and and it's like right are coasters important or aren't they in society it was sort of a question unanswered by Megan <laughs> it seemed it kind of seemed like she was so she was so permissive and yet so rigid and I just thought the, the coasters thing was like kind of the way I I could pinpoint how she was just being a bad caretaker right arbitrary in her whims which is like right. it's a, like no you don't no limits on your screen time right but then and then no you can't play with my toy but then like well you eat the sandwich on the couch right and then so she has you know as a as a toy designer she has all these vintage toys collectibles and, yeah these collectibles that are specifically unopened mm-hmm. and i just thought yeah like you you expect it's fine to tell a kid that there are certain toys you don't play with that's totally fine that's right but even like, a therapist could understand it <laughs> even a lowly therapist oh man this movie is anti-therapy go ahead <laughs> no you don't think so i do yeah Oh, I didn't get that. I I think it's it's too like silly to worry about, but it isn't. You know, it's not. Um, yeah, it's it's not exactly pro, stridently pro. It makes the the therapist is like is like a cop. In yeah, this but movie. I feel like it's different than a therapist in other contexts because she's specifically sent by the court to see if the home is like right up to code for her mm-hmm. taking owner or guardianship of of Katie. So That's I didn't right. see her as like I saw her yeah as more of a like more of like a social worker yeah, or, um yeah. I forget what you call those folks in other like she's just she's just checking off boxes and she's being a jerk about it. Right. But they I think they do call her a therapist mm-hmm. at some point, which makes no sense. They that that's that they was a, I think is, that's yeah. a misstep there mm-hmm. of of the of the movie to to paint it like that cuz it it does seem like she is observing her in more of a court sanctioned way. But anyway. Right. Um yeah, I just thought that the coasters <laughs> The coasters were like her not making any room in her life for Katie in general. Yeah. And I think that is like the fatal flaw because she outsources the parenting stuff. Like you, I feel like Megan at first is this, um, a playmate, but then mm-hmm. as she, she's developing her alongside taking care of Katie, then she adds in to the pitch of like, she can correct your child. Right. She can. This can be a caretaker. Yeah. Or a this can parent. be more of like a nanny playmate. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's not just that she. Because if Megan were just a friend to play with, and there were no coasters involved, mm-hmm. then I don't think it would have been so insidious. <laughs> ah, Blumhouse Army James Wan. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. 
Oh, okay. So what was, what do you think the best parenting moment was? Okay. Um, I don't have one from Gemma. Okay. Okay. I, she sucks. She sucks. Um, I think that her, I, guess, I mean, I could come up with one, but my favorite parenting moment was from Megan. Oh, okay. Should I say it? I don't know. You tell me if we need to cut this out. But when in the demo for the executive board, when she records the memory mm. of her, she uses her recording capabilities mm-hmm. to record um, Katie sharing a memory of her parents, a really funny and weak ass memory. Um, and, but it just says, now we can listen to this anytime we want. And I thought that was such, that to me was such a great tack to take with, uh, with a grieving kid in particular to just yeah. say like, I'm going to help, I'm going to help you keep these memories alive. Yeah. And it, it also speaks to the skill set of a robot, you know, which like <laughs> actually being able to keep and maintain a and pull up a file right a file an unimpeachable memory right yeah that is like no this is you talking Maybe megan's about not so bad yeah you know mm. yeah, some winning qualities and yeah that that to me i was that was the thing i was most struck by i think that it's worthy of we'll put a little warning at the top because i do want to i do want to talk about something that is spoilery in regards to this so we'll just we'll mark it off um and let you guys know okay but I thought that Megan was going to, instead of when she's dying and she's singing one of her songs, because she has all these great songs, mm-hmm. I thought she was going to play that memory back. That would have been cool. But I I feel like it, see, it's the darkness I crave, but I feel like it mu- they must have had it as an option and it was too dark for people like too sad mm, yes but that would have been amazing that would have been i thought for sure during when she is dying i was like oh my god she's gonna play that memory back holy shit yeah and then katie won't kill her or whatever right give her like, pause to then yeah even in some point during the final battle yeah um and then katie could have said like no i don't I have that memory in my heart or whatever, you know, right. like I can record it on a, on a, on my phone. I don't need you, bitch. You know, like yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. Anyway, do you think I'm, yeah, I think that was worthy of, of getting into it a bit, but I think um, so. I love that. I love that moment. Um, What about you? What was the best parenting moment? I thought that the best parenting moment from Gemma was when towards the end, I'll just say that Katie hits her mm-hmm. like in the face. Yeah. And it's kind of like Gemma's wake up call and she reacts like the calm, cool CEO that Janet Lansbury deserves. Wow. I mean, she was like, she looks at her like, kind of horrified and you don't know what she's gonna say and then she's like all right everybody like we need a minute 
and then she levels with her and talks to her like a real person who's grieving and like yes and is and ha- and shows curiosity and now i will talk about the the grieving thing um throughout like katie coming to gemma's home there's just no curiosity there there's no like what do you want to do katie what you know tell me tell me what how are you you're interested feeling. in yeah like you know um she says when katie when she's like tucking katie in the first night she's like if you need anything i'll be right down the hall and if you need anything we talk about it all the time with grief if you need anything alarm bells you you either do something mm-hmm. or you ask, can I do the specific thing for you? I mean, I feel like just doing the thing is best, but you know, there are those, there, there are times when you sure sh- should ask. Yeah. Is it okay if I send dinner over tonight? Yeah. Is a way of saying, I'm, I'm going to send- do this, but if you've already got a bunch of casseroles, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll night. do it tomorrow. Night. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let me know if you need anything is the worst thing to say to a grieving person because they will never. I mean, <laughs> there's certain people. Yeah. Certain. Certain people that I that I know. Very, very deeply that. Uh, refuse all help. Um, anytime anyone says, let me know if you need anything. It is me. It is me, Josh. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> um, Sounded so familiar. No. Yeah. Let no, me know it's if true. anything is like I'm never going to. So okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, I think that's something that we even just with like uh, when we first had kids, right? Where that kind of stuff was is so like you know, in a time when you need a lot of help, right. help can be help is welcome, and community is welcome. Yeah, when people be like. Yeah, like it's even saying something like, I'm going to the store. Can I get you anything? Is a direct ask in its own way. A little bit easier if you're just like, I picked up some diapers. Right, right. You know? Like if you can eliminate. A question. Yeah, if you can eliminate all the thinking and any kind of legwork that anybody needs to do. Mm -hmm. It's the best. Yeah. And so, yeah, she... um, she just says doesn't have any curiosity. And I just feel like with parenting, with with anything, curiosity can be the antidote for a lot of things. Mm. And it's not, it's just so sad, you know. But the, the good thing is about this movie, you're never really dwelling on any of the sad stuff for very long because it's very entertaining. Yes, and like, it moves. Other movies would not have been able to do this. Other Blumhouse movies like I'm so surprised that yeah. they were able to hit all these fun notes what's like, the actor who plays Gemma Allison Williams yeah if Allison Williams wasn't such a terrible actor I would say oh. that that like there would be no sign of Blumhouse in this movie at all yeah oh, I think she's so good in this oh interesting yeah I, mean, I don't I think, think she's a, yeah I don't think I think she was great in Get Out She's great in girls. I have never seen girls. Mm. She has, she, I think she nailed it for this movie because you have to have 
somebody playing it so straight and so like oblivious like she has that like whatever like i'm gonna do what i want to do kind of like yeah 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 like she has that that like cool girl attitude Mm. and uh so you're saying she didn't work for you in this movie i i just wasn't sure she didn't react to it she never reacts to anything that happens in this movie like is unfazed by everything and but maybe you have to be when faced with ai robot of your own design like i do you know maybe it is just something that like it's asking too much to have them or even like lean even to lean heavier into being the reluctant parent figure Mm. in this movie or to lean any further into being the straight laced uh, OCD level. Mm. I have my things in my way because I've been living alone for this long or because yeah, this is I my work want is any so more important. of that. And I think I'm it would have been so too focused much. on it. It would have yeah. been too much. So you want to focus everything on Megan because that's a the titular character and very a pretty like um spectacular spectacle <laughs> have a, a a learning ai humanoid plaything and that's uh you know and that's it it's just like yeah i don't know i it's a it's a funny yeah i thought it was fun in a, i'm getting into rating it i'm gonna stop oh. i'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm, i started to dip into sort of like talking too much about the movie overall oh okay so i'll just i'll just say i just didn't understand it felt like it felt like no choice there was no i felt like there was no choice committed to by her in this movie that's what i think but Hmm. i yeah but that's not all that's even necessarily her fault you know yeah i mean that's your that's your take that's my take yeah that wasn't my take um Look, I didn't, I didn't like her in Peter Pan Live, but I do think if she's cast well, she can. She, I thought she did a great job. In she this. looked the part for sure. Oh, to me, okay. I thought that she felt like she seemed like, okay, I'm this like put together single person hmm. who has a lot of money. Hmm. That's what it felt like to me, <clears throat> a careerist hmm. rather than. Like she wasn't warm enough to have friends or like funny at the office or, you know, like anything like that that would make you be like, well, why is she perpetually alone throughout this movie? Like you understand why, but yeah, I don't know. Seems like you're talking about how great she was anyway. Yeah, maybe, maybe. (laughs) Well, look, because this is a Blumhouse film and creation and let's just face it franchise we oh got to we gotta <sighs> do because let's face it baby these days you gotta have a sequel all right josh do you have any sequel pitch for me oh i do <laughs> so um i to me this 
the place that Megan goes next, uh, M. Tugan, is going to be, uh, is that the, okay, how do I want to say this? That the tech, the Megan tech has been ripped off. Right. Um, so there's a lot of, there's certainly like a lot of like subpar Megan's flooding the market. Like when those like quote unquote hoverboards, the little two wheel mm-hmm. mm-hmm. things came out and you could like all of a sudden buy one from the same person that was selling like light up swords and balloons. Yeah. Um, and so there's going to be like those versions of Megan's running around there, like in sort of the prolifer- proliferation of the technology globally is going to be a thing. The big thing is there's going to be Megan sex dolls. That's going to have to be yeah. a piece of this. I think we're all aware of that. Um, I think that I don't know if it's going to go in that direction because it's like a child doll. I think I hope I kind of hope it doesn't go there. I mean, they don't they didn't make Annabelle a sex doll yet, did they? I haven't seen I don't know. I mean, I think the idea of like a learning AI doll, it would have to be a child. <laughs> this is the, the the code or whatever that there will be uh Yeah, but is it a mo- is it in this franchise? Yeah, I think so because I think it may even be where um it may be even where Megan re is reintroduced is that somebody is trying to traffic Megan or get her or wants her for has like captured Megan to be their sex doll. But she, my God, this is so dark. She escapes immediately. Like there is no, that, that part, the sex part never happens. Okay. Instead, she has a great kick ass, like action movie style okay. escape scene where she immediately kills the creepo. All due respect to our listeners, uh, <laughs> creeps, not creepos, um, who uh, is trying to capture her. So then we're sort of, then we just know Megan's on the loose and it's sort of, it's Megan in like trying to fit into society then and and learn her way into as like because there's a such a proliferation of shitty ai that like she starts to appear more human oh, okay does she then like as maybe kill, passing. kill the other ripoff dolls maybe i think at some point she will have to defeat an army of them yeah right yeah. like um <laughs> yeah that's it okay what's do you have a title no no. I don't. I don't. There's no title until the third one. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be so easy because it's going to be like Mithrigan 3. Yeah. The third thing. Yeah. yeah. I think. <laughs> well, it's just, what's it going to be called? It's going to be called Megan 2.0. It's going to be the Holy Trinity of Megan's. Oh. And it's going to be. Is this your sequel Triplets? pitch? No. Um, <laughs> do you have a sequel pitch? I I do. I was thinking that it would be, um, you know, they they do a good job of setting up how there could be a sequel to this. Um, but I I I feel like I like the idea of it's instead of well 
the ripoff Megan feels like that is going to happen, right? Uh-huh. Like that's part of it. And I like your idea of having the real Megan um, have to like do battle with them. And so much like Chucky, there can only really be one, right? Right. Like, there's, you know, it's kind of like Ex Machina, you know, how she mm. she gets out into the world. Um, but I think my sequel pitch is probably later on in the franchise. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say with, with this, like the sex doll thing, yeah. you could make that like four or five. And it's I like, think it would be. And it I, would this be like Megan already... grown up. Like this is like, this is manufactured as this. This is maybe a different name. It's not Megan. It's Megan's, right. old, Megan's older sister. You know how it's like there was Barbie and then her like kid sister. Skip, yeah. Skipper, you know, so it's like it anyway. So I feel like maybe that could that could work of sure um, i mean and she's like learning yeah it's a yeah okay i yeah. got you so anyway so and it's too big for a number two you yeah. know it's it's like two world expanding kind of more sci-fi action thing than it is yeah just like a horror sequel so yeah do you have a but the idea tighter okay so <laughs> no no but wow. the the idea, I guess, would be so in this movie you see because it's like generative AI, so you see her learning as she goes, and I feel like in a whatever number this is, you have to kind of see her advance further. Mm. So I feel like it could be something like we've taken the Megan technology. And adapted it as a as an assistant or several assistants or whatever on the International Space Station or something. You know, it has yeah. to be like it has to be like, you know, that movie or like or it it a in a submarine or like in a like she has to evolve in a different way. I'm just thinking like to have it still be an exciting like we've we we put all the controls we you know all the parental controls are in right and she has to like turn or she has to learn you know she has to like still have like that journey Mm -hmm. um so i'm thinking maybe it's just higher stakes or maybe she's a maybe i don't know maybe there's like um speaking of robot armies maybe she's like a um a soldier you know just put her in a different right a different context oh that's interesting yeah Yeah, is she like a fighting robot is she or like even is she like a sideshow like does somebody get the tech and is it sort of like showing it off in a way and that like she's then is allowed like it gives her a revenge motive too where it's like Mm. you know she's sort of like a prisoner of that i think that's kind of where i was going with the Mm. first idea too so maybe i'm just but like that if then she has to like get out and then kill everybody there Mm -hmm. so that you're like you know but you could still have some sympathetic characters in there too that are maybe like trying to teach her stuff or like yeah they also set up you know 
the idea of like home assistance and like your your whole <clears throat> landscape of assistance um, yeah. that are connected via Wi-Fi or whatever. Right. It's pretty loosey goosey with the uh, technology, but I'm fine yes. with that. You're not thinking about all that. Absolutely not. Anyway, well, come talk to us, people. Come talk to us. We've got ideas yeah. here. Yeah. All right. I think it might be time to rate this movie. Yeah. Let's rate the movie. Okay. Um, how many easy to access box cutters Oh. <laughs> do you give this movie out of <clears throat> three? Oh, three. Yeah. Great. Three box cutters. Super fun. Getting to see it in a theater was a blast. Of course, if you stream it, that's fine um, when that's possible. But it was super fun to go see it and seeing it in like an AMC, like just seeing it in a regular theater, not an artsy, fartsy theater with a bunch of high-minded weirdos around. It's a matinee on like a weekday. And people were just f- losing their shit watching it. It was so fun. And the, yeah. Gosh, I can't believe we didn't talk about we didn't it until talk now. About it one bit. Oh, well, we had a lot to talk about. Um, the audience was so wonderful. Like, even, I mean, I forgave them their trash bags of Chick fil A. I forgave yeah. them talking during the movie. The in, through the entire movie, just chatting. I mean, chit-chatting. any other movie, I would have probably switched seats, maybe left. Like, I get so insane about noise. Mm-hmm. I I really don't like people eating and talking. Yes. <laughs> don't. I have no business in a movie theater. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, they were Rudy Booties, as far as etiquette goes. Yes. But um, so fun to react to. I, I've been telling everybody to see this movie in a theater because yeah. it's just so much fun. Lots of just like, oh no, yes. oh my God, no. Oh, she's, oh no, she's not dead or whatever. A lot of <laughs> like, like, no, she didn't kind yeah. of moments in there too. <laughs> like a lot of, I'd say some of the biggest reactions were to the sass, you know, like there was yes. a lot of that, yes. which was really great. It's apparently and, this is like, huge in the gay community this movie yes like, that's what i have heard too is yeah. that gay twitter is going off about this yeah according to my co- colleague yes so that's cool i i like the uh i like it when those unexpected things happen yeah absolutely and i, have, I feel like it's got to be how she's dressed it's like a very strange like stylish little but yeah. like weirdly out of time and like kind of 70s. And it like... is almost like a go-go dancer or something or like, yeah, something <clears throat> that like Mia Farrow would have worn in Rosemary's Baby mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. And also, but old timey, that big bow and stuff. Yeah, and plus the sass. The sass. And yeah, yeah. She, I feel like she like physically resembles like Miley Cyrus or something, which is mm-hmm. like a weird, it's a weird, the whole thing is like, it's just, yeah, it's kind of just a whole package that is yeah. like best seen in a group setting and like just letting people react and respond to it. It's really mm-hmm. fun. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, the people behind us afterwards were just going, that was a great movie. That was so, that was like just telling each other how excellent it was. And I just love that. Yeah. yeah. That was incredible. I, I, I can't even remember the last movie. And then I saw where people are leaving the theater just going, that was awesome. 
Yeah. It was so good. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Nobody's doing that at Wakanda forever. No, nobody was doing that. It was so sad. It was also about grief. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know what's not, though? Babylon. Truth. Uh, now. Well, I need to rate the movie. Oh, I thought you did. Sorry. How, how many box cutters? Three out of three. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> and I also just want to say one more thing about parenting in this movie. And like Gemma's fatal flaw as a guardian um, and a toy maker <laughs> that because we were listening to the trailer right before we recorded and she says that Megan's going to protect Katie from harm, both physical and emotional. And she says she wanted to design a toy that would make a kid feel less alone and scared. And I feel like the the thing we talk about so much on the show is feeling feelings, mm. not you're not going to protect your child from being harmed. It's not going to happen. You have to give them the tools to recover, recover, regulate you you know, you can do your best to keep everybody safe, but even so, you can go into your rental house in Big Bear and say, no running uh, in the house with just your socks on. And immediately um, like they do that uh, within like five minutes right. because we were still unloading the car. And you, and Boo can smash his face into a stair and now he has a dead tooth. So mm. um, that happens. That but, happens. But... You can give them the tools and take care of them in other ways. No, um, but yeah. So I thought that that was that was such a good that was such a good idea to play with. I just thought this movie was so fun. Of like, yeah. Oh, we're just gonna we're just gonna make a robot to take care of our kid and and tell them to flush the toilet. And yeah, all of those things that you have to do every day are so exhausting. So bone tiringly exhausting to your deepest mm -hmm. core of your soul but it's also what parenting is and you just have to do it that's right because otherwise and you have to do it in a respectful way that creates a lasting bond for mm -hmm. their whole lives and trying to be sarcastic when you uh tell them for the fifth time to do something yeah uh yeah it's a fact yeah it's a it's a journey Sorry, you can't do it with a toy, Gemma. <laughs> All right. Well, we and you know we talk a lot about toys versus tools in our house. Yeah, there's certain things that they really want to play with, and it's like that's a tool, not a toy. That's right. And sometimes you can play with tools, but a lot of times you can't. Anyway, oh. <laughs> so true. Um, regarding the children of this film, I just had another sequel idea, but go ahead. No, 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 please. <laughs> well, just real quick. Something where like the kid is more evil than the the Meg like the Megan. Yes. And they turn on the and they turn on her. There here we go. Yeah. Okay. This is it. Yes. You give the kid to uh was it Randy? Who's the neighbor kid in Toy Story? Right? Yeah, like who's yeah, the yeah. kid who breaks toys? So you're just like yes. you get that's it. It's like what junkyard dog of a child gets 
All good kids. No Mag- bad kids. No bad kids except this one. That's it. It would be like the sadistic kid. Yeah. And then so or it's like, like crossover, like demon child. I don't know. Supernatural. Like we could. Now we're talking. Thank Those you. are that's a good sequel idea. See. Deleting the other ones. See, if you tuned out before this, man. Tune back in. <laughs> um regarding the children of this film, let's rate them. Katie. How and Brandon? Brandon. Okay. Um, no spoilers. The uh, fact that we got through without talking about Brandon is pretty great. I agree. Um, all right. How much guilt, anxiety, panic, fear, trust, joy do you give the children of this movie out of 93? What part is that from? It is from Megan's. Uh, heads up display her vision when she's analyzing oh. <laughs> Katie is the some of the emotions that pop up and the little scores that they're right given. right what what um w- read it again guilt anxiety panic fear trust joy right and they oh would change gosh. from time to time they weren't uh exactly consistent. that's right that's right that Depends. was so that was so fun good wow good shout Josh thank you out of how many 93 93. Um, yeah, I thought Katie just did a really great job of being sad and also like um, annoying <clears throat> as kids are. And I also feel like that's just another argument for how Alison Williams played her role in this because I feel like She's kind of matching. She was like, if she had gone more in whatever direction you wanted her to go with like Mm. her personality, I feel like Katie would have seemed despondent. Like they both were at a level because also Alison Williams was grieving. They didn't play that up very much. No, they said she didn't. She wasn't grieving. But I mean, her sister did die. Yeah, but like she she still was going through a time in her life, even if that's she... true. Okay. Anyway. Um, I thought they were great. I just don't see why I shouldn't give them all 93. They were great. I mm-hmm. like, I really liked them. So I'm just going to be generous in this new year and give them a 93, which was an A where I went to school. Absolutely. Had to be a 92 or under to be an A minus. 90, 91, 92. That's an A minus. How many uh, feelings, list of readable, scannable feelings, do you give the kids in this movie, Josh? 93. Huh. Yes. Look at us. Delightful. Reminded me of a real child. New year, <laughs> new you. Perhaps, you know. <laughs> Who can say? We'll see what our next film brings. Which, spoiler alert. Oh, I mean, are we going to... We're going to do it. Okay. We have to do it. I don't have any childcare arranged yet, but we'll we'll do it. We're going to figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, our movie in February comes out today in theaters. Gulp. Looks scary. It's called Skinamarink. It's another theatrical release. If we get any streaming info or anything, we'll share that on our social media. Of course, if you have any thoughts about that, don't be a creep. Get in touch. 
can email us at mummyxdaddy at gmail.com. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at mummyxdaddypod. You can visit us on the internet for show notes and more at mummyxdaddy.com. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And please tell a friend. Our theme music is by Kyle Andrews. Our logo was designed by Dara Weinberg. Maggie Spaulding always uses a coaster. Bye. Bye. There they are, totally normal. This is just part of my life. Now. By the way, no one told us these ladies were coming and they scared Dylan Dreyer. She's trying to do the weather and these six creepy Megan dolls are all looking at her. Megan, also Megan or Megan, also Megan, also Megan or Megan.